Welcome to the Glasses Half Full Talk Show. Let's face it, life can be tough in many ways. Here on the Glasses Half Full, we focus on how life is tough financially. Dealing with these financial realities can be a challenge. Essentially, we have to find ways to do more with less. Less money, that is. The show is focused on helping you discover ways to achieve that goal, even if you don't have a lot of money to work with. We'll be meeting people from many different walks of life. They'll share their stories and expertise. Looking to do more with less and maintain a positive attitude while you're doing it welcome to the glass is half full now let's join richard and his guests in the studio today we're going to be talking about uh, getting your finances in order we're going to introduce you to a new powerful budgeting app from coho k-o-h-o i get it right that's right that's right eh? which is a new it's a new digital bank in canada now my guest and the girl I've been talking with is Sylvie Bukaitis. Did I get it right? Bukaitis, but Bukaitis. Sorry, I want to say I for some reason. No. Okay, Bukaitis. Sorry, Sylvie. I know I asked you that before, but at my age, I forget things very quickly. So. Uh, you're a financial coach with Coho. Uh, Sylvie has been an a investment analyst with uh, some major corporations and a financial planner, and now with Coho, a financial coach. She helps people take control of their budget and uh, hit their financial goals, basically. So Sylvie, welcome to The Glasses Half Full. Thanks for having me, appreciate it. Now, I'm gonna wanna find out all about Coho in a minute and all that, but first I'd like to find out exactly what a financial coach is. That's what you do, right? You're a financial coach? Yeah. And um, people might have some weird ideas of what's the difference between a coach and a planner and an advisor and all that. So Mm -hmm. what? Can you tell us is the basic difference between a financial coach and say a financial advisor or financial planner? For sure. So I'd say the biggest difference is between a financial planner or coach and a financial advisor. And that's because um, as a financial planner or coach, you're essentially helping people manage their money and giving them a unbiased financial plan on things such as how to tackle their debt or how to save up for retirement or potentially creating a budget, Um, but you're not actually managing their investments. So traditionally, a financial advisor's job is to buy and sell investments um, that basically help someone with savings achieve their goals, whereas planning, you're not touching that. It requires a lot of regulation and you have to be part of an IROC regulated firm. So it's just a little bit different. Um, The other thing is how you're paid. So generally financial planners or coaches are fee for service. So a flat fee, either based on the service or based on the number of hours you work. And it keeps it unbiased. You're not selling products, so you're not paid a commission. Um, And for a financial advisor, you're generally paying a percentage of however much of your assets they're managing. So a financial coach isn't telling people what to do with their money. It's telling people how to do with their money. Is that it? I would say, yeah, you could say that. So we would touch everything up to actually the investments, but we could say, you know, Richard, based on what your goals are and your financial picture looks like pretty simple. I think you'd be best off with an online investment platform, you know, that needs 
keep your investments in there for 10 years and they will tell you exactly what to invest in. But I think that would help you achieve your goals versus I'm not taking your money and buying and selling stocks in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, as, as such, there's no manipulation of money that way. It's just basic fundamentals, basically, right? You're, you're teaching people how to manage money without being specific as to where to put it. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the goal is to help with, with some exceptions. Obviously. Like if you, if you thought that it'd be a good idea that I would get into an RRSP, for instance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can tell you what accounts. So whether it's a savings account or an RSP um, or what order to tackle your debt, but wouldn't, we go beyond that other than say why don't you look at these institutions i'm unbiased i think they'd all be good options for you right okay i think that's pretty clear now in in my business and uh, we've talked about this before so the uh, the the main thing i see of people uh, when they get into financial trouble is the inability to control their credit card debt mm -hmm. right now a lot of people have a hard time with this, obviously, right? This is not, uh, this is not new. Everybody has some difficulty with this to some extent. Yeah. Um, but, but some of the things that they run into and things that get them in trouble is the interest rates they pay, mm -hmm. is the, um, uh, the, the type of, of credit cards that they're using. Uh, they get kind of drawn in by certain offers and things like that. Do you help them with this? Yeah, we try and basically help them understand what their spending sort of personality or tendencies are. And then based on that, figure out what financial products would work best for them. So a common thing that I see specifically when I'm working at Coho is that people have in the past used credit cards and to your point, without sort of a hard limit on how much you can spend, you can end up overspending um, and they'll come to coho and they've actually decided you know what i need to start tackling my credit card balance and i can't use it anymore so they'll put their credit card for example in their drawer or someone that i know actually just like got rid of their credit cards and they started using coho because um, it's a cash account like a checking account where you put money on it and you can't go beyond that limit um, and so that works for certain people if they want to preload their budget or put their paycheck onto an account where you can't spend more than you have and you actually start to get in the hang of living, you know, having more control over your money. So that's one thing. But if there's something else that might suit their personality a little bit better, we'll certainly look at that and figure out what the best way for them to organize their finances is. That sounds an awful lot like a debit account, right? Yeah. It, so it's very similar. Um, essentially, it's just like a debit account, but it's running on the network of Visa, which means that you can use it wherever credit is accepted. So if I went to the cash register and someone asked me what form I'm paying with, I would say credit but it's really my coho checking like account. Um, the nice thing about that is that you can use it online um, and you get 0.5% cash back for all of your transactions. So it's not as high of rewards as a credit card, but you, it's better than a debit card. But you, you actually have a card. That's right, a really fun look. As far as the rest of the world is concerned, it looks like a credit card, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, so 
You go to Walmart, they say, how are you paying? You say, credit, whip out uh, this particular card, and you're essentially operating in a very, very different way, but on the same lines as the uh, MasterCard, for instance. That's exactly right. And I think people, the industry has changed so that people are so used to using credit that they feel almost ripped off if they're not getting any rewards. So mm -hmm. that's where the little bit of cashback helps. And then ultimately, if you look at the numbers, often people will spend about 10 to 15% less when they're using a coho or a, de a debit card so think of that like a 10 or 15 percent difference and that's a really awesome reward if you flip it that way and think about your rewards coming from actually having more savings just because you're not it's like making 10 15 percent interest exactly yeah um is it hard for people to get to get the hang of this i would say um, in the sense that because Canada has, you know, five really entrenched banks, it's hard for people to sort of wrap their heads around using anything else. Um, so what we see is that often people will start small. So one of the things that I do is help people set a budget, which would be, you know, look at your income, what are your bills, and then your savings or debt payments and then whatever's left over is kind of your personal spending money which is usually the hardest to control so they might start by just putting that on coho or they might even start smaller saying it's going to be my card for restaurants and entertainment and they put on say 300 bucks a month and they kind of get the hang of it that way and then i think once they you know we haven't talked about it yet but there's an app that's associated that basically tells you in real time where your money has been going and how much you have left and, I, and also some little ways to stash away change. So once they get the hang of that and see themselves as someone that's more in control and maybe actually saving a bit, then they'll put more spending onto it. But it's certainly, there's friction. Like in Canada, especially, people don't really want to change um, financial institutions. Really? Canadians are, Canadians are conservative. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm intrigued by Coho itself. It's a new bank, right? And uh, it has uh, features such as you just mentioned here. I'm reading it, uh, apps, uh, various other forms of assistance that they're giving people for their investing and whatnot. But no branches. Unlike a traditional bank, it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a visible bank in, in a sense, right? Um, you're offering the same services basically as a regular bank? Yeah, for the most part. So we're not, so Coho itself isn't actually a regulated bank, but what we do is we, we, the, we partner with a bank out of Vancouver called People's Trust that actually holds the funds. And then we're the, you know, the institution that basically does moves the money and ah, creates okay. the app. Um, so, for example, if something were to happen to Coho, you'd basically have a People's Trust bank account um, mm -hmm. that's insured and your money wouldn't be going anywhere. Um, they're, they're regulated by the Bank Act and all that, right? That's exactly right. So, um, that's just to address that. But um, in terms of everything else, for the most part, it's the same. You can send e-transfers, pay bills. Um, 
do whatever you like to do. If you want to pay your credit card bill, you can do that. Um, you can take cash out of an ATM, although we don't have our own ATM, so you would be charged whatever that out-of-network fee that you probably experience when you need to get cash and your ATM isn't right there. Right. Um, but for the most part, and we're continually updating features, so I'm sure if we talked again in a year or so, we'd probably say, yep, we do everything. <laughs> I probably will talk about a year or so. Yeah. Um, I'm reading the list of things that uh, some sense offered here. Okay, there's no there's no fees for the card. No. Uh, this is a feeless process as far as that's concerned. Yeah. Uh, it's prepaid, like you said. Yeah. You actually load up the thing, like like you would a regular bank account if you were using a debit card, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, no interest, obviously. You're not borrowing any money. Right. Right. Um, and then you got uh, one percent rewards. Why specifically 1% here? Before you mentioned 10%, 15%, that kind of thing. We're we talking about different things? I think so. That's, I think, just a, it's not 1%, it's 0.5% on everything. Or if you are um, sign up for something called Coho Premium, you get 2% on groceries, um, restaurants, and eating out, and then transportation. And that is where there is a small fee. So basically for people that spend, the break even's about $600 a month on those three categories I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. You'd actually be better off with this premium service where you get 2%, but you pay $9 a month. Um, but for the bare bones and what most people start with, it's free, no fees, and get 0.5% cash back. Uh, uh, yeah, how do they receive these uh, these rewards? You said just you just said cash back. What happens? So on your on your app, you would see your account balance, and then you'd see the cash back that you accrue, and then it accrues basically immediately. On a um, transaction you, by transaction basis. Yeah, so you might see that you have twenty dollars in cash back, and then you can actually just cash it out, and it goes into your balance on the card. So your balance just went up twenty bucks. Yeah. That kind of thing. Hmm. Not every bank does that. No, usually it's once a year. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting. But the um, I guess it's a it's a question of visualizing all of this. I know I should have brought. Sounds a little different, right? I should have brought with me my card because there are these funky two tone cards, and you can actually pick the color that you want. They all have kind of a fun personality behind them. So I have blue and kind of an iridescent silver. <laughs> but you can get lots of different colors. And then, um, yeah, the app, I can even, I know people, if it's audio, can't hear this but or see this. But you can see the app kind of shows your balance. And then there's different savings features, including your power-ups as the cash back. Flip it around a little bit. Oh, there we go. Sometimes the the uh, writing doesn't show up there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they get, the, they get the gist of it. Yeah, it's kind of a tech. It's a techie feel. Very twenty first century ish, right? Yeah, that's what we go for. <laughs> Cutting edge. Um, and I guess the, the other thing that comes to mind is uh, how usable is this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, just the kind of thing that uh, you run into problems with uh, places saying, what is this? Or, uh, 
know, being doubtful about being, about being able to use this here. So it's the adoption is pretty great by merchants because what they see is just all they see is prepaid visa and that's accepted nearly everywhere. Um, not if it's a debit only merchant, then you wouldn't be able to. Um, what else? I guess it's where people accept credit cards. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. A couple of things to be mindful of is um, when you're traveling where it's actually accepted worldwide, but sometimes, you know, as with most cards, if you're in different countries, sometimes it doesn't work. So I'd always bring a backup one. Um, and also, you know, when you book a rental card or a, a rental car or a hotel and you might have to put down a deposit, yep. pay 500 bucks, the funny strange thing about prepaid visas is sometimes that actually goes through as an authorization where it would say okay you just spent five hundred dollars and then it will go away but you have to wait a couple days so when you're renting when you're putting down a safety deposit usually we'd say don't use a prepaid card mm -hmm. well like i use it all day every day for all my transactions we have a free joint account too so i use that um using apple pay and pay everywhere don't have problems there's no very little problems and no negative feedback kind of thing yeah we're lucky now i feel like the payment space has come so far i dollarama even uh accepts credit cards now i used my card yesterday <laughs> now i know from experience that um getting people to get the gist of budgeting and be able to yeah impose this the disciplines and self-disciplines involved in in uh, proper or successful budgeting or it's a it's a tough road to hold yeah people if, if this hasn't been in, inculcated into into them when they're children if they don't grow up with that kind of uh, attitude towards money it's a learning process and a tough one for some people now mm -hmm. some some banks um offer budgeting, online budgeting help and uh, things like that. But you have an app that you've been talking about. Yeah. And um, from what I understand, this takes it to a new level. Okay, can you explain the differences or where your app differs from the others? Go ahead. So I would agree with you that budgeting is generally a feared topic and honestly we don't love the word either but it does resonate with people but if you kind of think of like why do people budget usually the kind of things that come to mind are one to control your spending and spend within your means and two to actually save or start putting away money towards maybe it's your you know paying payment plan to pay off a consumer proposal um so yeah, which I'd love to get, we'll get into later. Um, but in terms of controlling your spend, I would say the people that love Coho the most is people that, like I said before, were just using credit and they were finding that they can't get their balance down. They're in the red every month. So when they switch to using Coho, either for their whole paycheck or just that fun discretionary budget, then they have guardrails. So basically when the money is gone, it's gone. And they just basically have a hard stop for them. Um, and of course that sounds pretty abrupt, but the nice thing about the app is that it shows you, like I was saying before, where your money is going. So say you set a budget for 
$100 a month on eating out and entertainment. Um, you could go into the app and check your, it's called the insights and see I've spent 75 this month. Mm -hmm. Like this is where I'm at. We don't have it yet where you could set a budget and then it would give you a hard stop, but that's something that we're hopefully going to come out with next year. Um, that so that might be embarrassing. <laughs> not a hard stop at the merchant, but just like a little notification or something. Cause I agree. Right. <laughs> but so that's kind of in terms of like, like a very prominent red flag, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. You got to keep your dignity, even if you're nothing. No one can budget in a straight line. Life doesn't happen that way. This program is about anything. It's about dignity. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so most people yeah. like they start using it. They feel in control of their spending because there's their credit card balance is not going up anymore, and that's the most right. important thing. And then the flip side is in terms of saving. So um, we have a couple tools that help you automate your savings because one of the oldest sort of tricks in the book for saving is just pay yourself first and automate and you tend to save twice as much. So one of them is called roundups and what that does is if you bought say a dollar seventy five coffee, it would round up to the nearest dollar, so to two bucks, or you can set it to the nearest two, five, or ten dollars, so it could round up to five bucks, and then that extra money goes into this special savings pocket. So you don't see that money in your balance anymore, and so as far as you're concerned, that money's not there, but it's gone into this little savings pocket, and that's really helpful for people that just, like, they're new to saving. They've never done it at all. It's the... Uh in a sense of forced savings, but not quite forced. It's more like an invisible savings plan. That's exactly right. Um, and then you can also set, they're called savings goals. And so another idea of automation where, say you said, okay, Sylvia, I need $400 this month to put towards my consumer proposal. I would set that goal $400 by the end of the month and then set up when I want to contribute. So it might be daily, just a couple bucks a day, or it could be, you can set it to when you get your paycheck, so that $400 goes right in there. And then again, it's like invisible savings um, that you don't really realize you're doing. And you wouldn't believe how powerful that is for someone that's come from being in a debt spiral to now not only not increasing that debt, but then they see they have savings for once in their life. It's really, really cool to see that. Now, all banks um, promote the idea of savings. Yeah. Most financial institutions promote that idea somehow or other. Right? Um, but like you said, it's a difficult thing. If you can, if you can do it through, let's call them, I don't know, tricks or... Uh, you know the, the the invisible ways to to, to assist the person to get into the habits of these things. You can't do anything but win out of that, as far as the individual is concerned. But um, well, you you've written a number of articles, from what I understand, um, on on this whole subject and uh, uh, you know the the idea of um, getting it through to people that what what they can do and to actually do something, right? Uh, now, um, well, let's start with where can they find these articles? Where can they, where can they get this information from? You? And better yet, where can they get your services? For sure. So um, coho.ca 
slash learn is where the blogs are. Or if you just went to, if you Googled Coho and went to the website um, and then clicked on learn, you'd see the blog um, where we have different, uh, I guess, how-to guides on different parts of your finances. Um, if you are a Coho user and you can, you can access financial coaching through this sort of a chat function. Mm -hmm. um, I also work outside of Coho doing one-on-one -on -one financial coaching. Um, and so my company is called Wild One Wealth and it's Sylvie at wildonewealth.com is where if you wanted more hands-on experience, either in person or on the phone that wasn't through an app, then you could access it there. Um, yeah. And we're just trying to, I think the niche is people that, you know, don't have a, a ton of wealth, but of course they would like some support and some help. That's traditionally been super hard. As you know, that's what your whole business is built on. Is, yep. You know, that's when people have hit a wall, like you talked about earlier, and yeah. they have no, no place else to turn. Uh, usually when people will come to see us, the vast majority of them, budgeting is not going to be the answer to their problem anymore. No. They have to, they have to take some more drastic steps to yeah. get themselves back where their feet are firmly planted on the ground, but then that's where you would take over. Is there anything else that you'd like to leave people with? So we, because we're just about running out of time. Yeah, I would say just as you said, it's so it's so overwhelming to feel like your finances are in, in disarray. But honestly, the best thing you can do is just not be hard on yourself. Whatever situation you're in, you're definitely not the only person in that situation. We all go through ups and downs. Um, and it's never too late to start. Yeah, just start and, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's what people like you and myself are, are here for. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can, you can change it. It's, debt is just a number that you can, you're in control of and that you can change. Mm 